2: Hello and welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Michael Sidgwick, joined by fellow Dadly Boy Michael Hamlet, to discuss everything that's in store for us on Monday Night Raw tonight. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure to subscribe to to Wrestling on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. We preview and review Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2.0! Oh! dynamite rampage pay-per-views we conduct wrestler interviews hold roundtable discussions and host a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz of course on wrestle culture now you might have noticed that this is michael sidgwick talking to you right now and not adam wilborn unfortunately he is off ill today uh, we wish him all the best it's nothing serious i don't think and anyway on the subject of adam wilborn he has a few tactics hmm. he employs to fill out 20 minutes of ad-rollout-friendly audio copy when WWE hasn't bothered to announce a show. We gently take the Mick out of it, because it's not Wilbur we're taking the piss out of. It's WWE for not giving us anything to talk about, which Mm. is a generally pronounced issue in the company anyway, but, you know, it's literally true on the eve of a show that you theoretically want to look forward to. He says things like, how will X respond to X? He says things like that five times throughout the podcast. <laughs> how will respond? What next for Dolph Ziggler? You know, someone who's worth talking about, which are very few WWE acts these days. Can you remember any off the top of your head? What's Anyone? that? Well will show. Sure, how will
3: they respond? Well, see, fallout's his absolute favorite, but you almost can't do that on a go home show that's the one episode a week where you can't do fallout
2: well yeah fallout from what next for how will x respond to x i've gone on wwe.com because i haven't really been paying attention to wwe Hmm. it's been an aew uh weekend so i went on the twitter account and the official website and i went on figure four um weekly because they often have previews of the show in question and whenever something gets announced they'll put it on and they will say on what else is on the show is X, Y, Z and whatever uh, there's nothing like that on figure 4 weekly I went on WWE's Twitter page and couldn't find anything and a thumbnail uh, buried under you know Smackdown and Tribute to the Troop stuff on WWE.com was the following uh, this is from WWE's official website not Adam Wilbourne's notes, okay. How will WWE champion Big E respond to Kevin Owens' attack? I'd be pissed off, wouldn't I? Nice. <laughs> yeah, right. End of podcast. That's it, we're done.
3: That'd be pretty annoying. It's right, earnest preview stuff because there's so little go off. Um, no, like Big E. Uh, like We'll be annoyed. We'll be pissed off with Kevin Owens. And WWE are actively like downplaying the, the full plate of Big E at the moment. He's had Kevin Owens turn on him. He's got Seth Rollins walking around with a clipboard and he's got Roman Reigns at the Survivor Series. If any promo might have some meat on the bones, it's Big E tonight. After he's welcomed everybody at Monday Night Raw, of course, gets the important jobs out of the way, then he can get onto the pithy admin of actually wrestling for a living. Um, He's got three feuds happening. like Most wrestlers kind of get one, and certainly not one that's coherent and one that you can actually draw from two or three weeks prior of what's gone on. And yet, over on SmackDown, Roman Reigns has put both of his mates on the injured list, potentially, Seth Rollins, it's not money in the bank, but they're treating it kind of like it is. That are oh, when Big E least expects it. Yeah, I'm going to take my title shot. And Kevin Owens is a bastard again. Big E's actually got things to talk about. And they've even gone to the trouble of underselling. They don't care. They don't care if we watch it. That's the conclusion I could draw from this, is that they don't care. I don't think once have they said, what's Big E going to do? He's kind of canny here. And yet we've been able to draw that from their half-baked and half-assed storylines over the last few weeks. They don't care.
2: I mean, I'm going to really try hard to uh, answer this question. <laughs> uh, the question, just to remind you, I'm not filling time out or anything like that. <laughs> the question to remind you is how will WWE champion Big E respond to Kevin Owens' attack? Now, he, because WWE scripting is so pointlessly, it's basic, it's just overthought all at the same time. I suspect he'll respond by saying, I told you this would happen, Kev, because I kind of drove you to this by being a bit of a dick. (laughs) So I can't be... I'm not blameless in all this. So what do we do? Have a fight? Who do people cheer for in the fight? I I don't know what it's talking about. I don't know what to say. I can't feign any enthusiasm. I can't even at this point feign any, I can't feign nihilism. I can't feign boredom. I'm just at a loss as to do any content on this company at the minute. I Imagine yeah. being a fan of this. Getting yourself up for this. Thinking what's going to happen on Raw. I try. Or I am currently in the process of trying to work out what it is that people like about this programme. And other than it not being AEW because it's automatically bad because I've watched the Fed all my life now. that means be so fair. I <laughs> can't work it out. It is impossible. Actually, this is... It's not a... a thing can happen it, in the World Wrestling Federation.
3: Oh, I remember when I actually used to as well. That's great. I, uh, right, this, this is
2: a bit of a tangent, but it
3: is sort of loosely related to Raw. I need all the done.
2: tangents I can get. They've given us Willborn copy on the official website. Give us a tangent. I got a little bit pissed off at the weekend, because there is such
3: a, a love, and I get it, and it's great, fundamentally it's great, there is such a love for AW from its core, that I have long dealt with the sensitivity of its hardcore base to criticism of it, and what annoys me about that is that so often, and I get it, that the waters are polluted, they are, the waters are polluted, I understand that, but AW being good encourages discussion of what you are watching as a product, as an art form. So we analyse things and we might like it or we might dislike it, but we are able to analyse it within the rules of its own universe, within the context of which it is presented, not as what the frig does any of this mean? Like, how can this possibly be meaningful with a week to go before the pay-per-view? Why should we care how the WWE Champion is going to address Kevin Owens, all like those are the worst questions to be asking about something that is a a fictional program. We are, you know, if certainly when I'm choosing to challenge or be critical of the stories in AEW, what that reveals is a very, very deep rooted investment. And it pisses me off when thick people don't get that when it, when the versions of the Roman Reigns avatar accounts that have instead the AEW logo in their like their Twitter avatar or whatever it is, because I also don't think that that section of the fan base understands the benefit of critical analysis of these art forms. It's really fun. It's part of it. You'd lump it in there with fantasy booking. Hopefully anybody that listens to this podcast will understand it because they're listening to a podcast. You want a bit more. You want to take something from it and then share that with others and then see if anybody else has thought of that as well and then listen to some other takes and different takes. Uh, it, it is actively depressing that there is almost nothing and Wilborn tries every week as well for all we mock his copy. And we do what he looks for is ways to take this product that doesn't give us these little narrative threads. And he tries to create them for me and you to pull on them in previews and reviews every single week. And it's so frustrating that we're talking about a television show that is supposed to be viewed in that way. And we can't do it. Like you cannot do it. And if that's, that's why I wanted to bring my tangent back in because the, that's what these exist for. If you are a discerning and super engaged and super plugged in viewer, that's how you're supposed to take these things. That's why just enjoy it, just have fun. That's why that's such a wretched take in and of itself, is because if you put the blinkers down, then you let them get away with whatever they want. And when they get away with whatever they want, you're left after 20
2: odd years with this. When this goes unchecked, you get this. I just, I've gone, I don't know how i going to finish this podcast. I'll tell you what. I, Let's get a couple of hundred extra listeners with a a search term, okay? Okay. Keyword. I love how much these people make it seem like the rule-proving exception that it is. It's so funny. Whenever you try and say, oh, this is really bad. Not only is it just a terrible TV show, the danger is that it's chronically uninteresting and no one really cares about talking about it. Mm. Like I was on a, a, for my sins, I went on Squared Circle the other week just to you know see what the discussion was. If there's any content in it, any idea generation, you know, <laughs> a peek behind the curtain. And the AEW Dark Elevation thread was popping more, more upvotes, more discussion than the Raw thread. It's <laughs> AEW's C tier show, and I know it's just a small corner of the internet. I know the internet in itself. Is not something that is really reflected in the TV audience and whatever. But like, how badly will AEW have to mess up on Squared Circle or on Twitter hashtags or whatever metric of engagement you can think of? I don't think last week was an aberration. How bad would it have to be for main event or two or five live to track more than AEW dynamite? Oh. I, 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 what are we doing here with this program right now ironically
3: the only time that main event um or superstars or any of that sort of stuff would get any sort of traction would be like if a ricochet or a Mustafa Ali were wrestling on there and then people would be like what's this doing happening on main event They so well you want if you're a real fan of these people you want to keep it on main event and get no one if in raw because that's where they'll go to die like, appreciate if they're given 10 minutes, just have a match on the show that nobody watches because you know who else doesn't watch it? Vince McMahon, and he won't see them and think, hmm, I can really ruin them on a Monday evening. I'll, I'll have them back, thank you very much. Like, I wonder if Mustafa Ali, assuming that he gets paid the same, pines for the days of just getting to have like 10 minute matches with people he respects rather than trying to lug dreadful gimmicks over the line or like try and be given the brass ring of opportunity and it be retribution. I have some copy, Cedric, for the uh. For the tweet, for their podcast search terms, I've got some. Because without anything... like It's a go-home show, isn't it? It's a go-home Raw. But without anything previewed on Raw, we have to assume that they're going to try and go home, which is, in this case, the Survivor Series. So will Roman Reigns turn up? That's the, the well, question I'm going to have to ask. Well, that's just as good as the one I had, because you can only pick from four matches, because they've only booked four things, and we're not going to get any copy off Damien Priest and Nakamura face-to-face ahead of mid-card title class. But we might get something from shoot promo question mark because could becky lynch and charlotte flair collide on raw tonight for the first time since the soul crushing spirit sapping belt swap of smackdown Uh, uh, Smackdown a few weeks ago they have been i think quite admirably allowing the conversation to breathe if if anything cynical head on it makes me think it's a work and they're, they're good enough this is this is not the Brett Sean that people think it is. Nor will the match have the energy of the first half of the 97 Survivor Series match. I hope it does. Because like, Becky and Sean have done that when they were best mates. So I hope they've still got it in them when they're worst enemies. But the unspoken truth doesn't get said enough about Brett and Sean. Is that you kind of wish they did get along better. Because they never had the match that they should have had. And a lot of that comes from the lingering spite between the pair of them. Um, and I hope that's not there between Lynch and Flair. Because when they were on, few could touch their chemistry. Uh, but that's no good for getting some people to listen to this so yes it's all going to break down tonight when they shoot on each other on the old flagship
2: yeah we'll talk about that so roman reigns you know he might turn up he might not but we've cut co- the most important thing is that we've covered it in a bullet point yeah uh, like seriously on the subject of Charles flair versus becky lynch like I, I i get pellets for using these comparisons but i do them because it's such A very effective shorthand way of illuminating the chronic problems that continue to plague WWE as something relevant, as something worth discussing.
0: Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: at least top five in this company in terms of star power like Roman Reigns Becky Lynch probably the one and two Mm -hmm. Charlotte Flair is like she's got to be in the top five Yeah, in terms of who they perceive to be and who like Fox really really wanted Charlotte Flair on the show she must on some level do decent in the quarter hours she's All over the show. Yeah, Charlotte Flair's in that top five. So you've got two members of your top five having a real life shoot feud that goes so disastrously wrong when they try to adapt it or do something with it on screen that it leads to a combustible shoot fight backstage. How sexy are these terms in terms of? Mm. Clicks and headlines and intrigue. Top star shoot fight backstage. Like you should be as a content creator. you That's should a bullet be, point.
3: That's so a stick a question mark and exclamation mark on that. And that's 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 the willborn capital letters one at the
2: end. You should. Top star shoot fight backstage. Absolutely, like click. Like you know, you jam your finger. You should be hurting your own finger clicking on that. <laughs> top star shoot fight backstage. And again, circling back. This happens in AEW, right? And a top five level star has a shoot fight nearly backstage with a fellow top five star. Imagine an AEW, right? I'm trying to think of people who, who used to be friends but aren't anymore. Like Punk and Cabana is the one. But well,
3: they're not even like one of them and one of them's not a star. But like it's yeah. Well not
2: what if CM Punk and Kenny Omega had a shoot fight. Uh at yeah, D- I dynamite tapens on Wednesday, and you saw the headline, CM Punk Kenny Omega almost come to blows. Backstage stage at Dynamite yep. on Wednesday. You'd think, Christ. I need to know every single first and second-hand account of the story. I need to know why it started. I need to know if there's been any hints as to how it started. I want to know who threw the first punch, if there were any punches thrown. I would want every single question answered. I would go onto every single pro wrestling website and try to determine this answer. I would refresh Twitter to see if there are any developments, statements, follow-up accounts. This happened in WWE. It's actually happened. Two top five tier stars have a bust up. Does anyone, does anyone care? I remember I a little bit like, oh, that's interesting. I might as well have a click. There's nothing else in this company worth clicking about. It should be enormous. Yeah. Rock and Mankind in 1999 have a shoot fight backstage. You should be... Uh... But this is literally the only thing they've got. And it's not even that interesting because I read it and thought, I can see why. I know what, what's going on. The, the creator's rubbish and starting to infect how the, the stars actually feel about how it depicts them. Mm. This is the only thread they've got that people have vaguely talked about. And yet again, not that much. I would just go full corny. I'll go full corny, work, shoot, Out of pure desperation, mind you, I wouldn't do work shoot as the norm. I don't really like it. But in this specific instance, if I'm a writer in that room and I'm not piss scared of this (laughs) lunatic that pays me, if I've developed a semblance of a rapport with them, I'm going to go up to them and say, we have to put this on television. It's the only intriguing thing we have. Mm -hmm. Like, have them bullet point it or script it and put them in the ring together and maybe people will watch because they know about the real life issues and it might make for either completely awkward television as the title exchange was it'll be interesting in some way even if it's crap why, and that I... really,
3: why can't they do anything well I think interesting even if it's crap is something they can't even summon with the survivor series build you can't I mean they might so I guess they can but theoretically you can't send Adam Pierce out there tonight to say, right, men, women of the Survivor Series teams, you're all having tune-up matches. You're going to wear red shirts. Just remind our idiot fan base that you're fighting for Team Raw on Friday.
2: Oh, I, need, I need reminding.
3: <laughs> well, I don't know who's on whose show. But like, I need you at your best. And this is going to be, uh, what's the, beat the clock or something like that. You know, where if you lose your match, you're out of the team, all that kind of thing. Because, where's well, he's the general manager of both shows. And both general managers across both episodes last week seemed hell bent on injuring their own teams <laughs> there was matches there was attacks completely rooted in stirring things up and hurting the people that have been booked presumably through a selection process through a final sign-off all the paperwork that goes through it, the books these matches and then it gets to the monday and the friday like let's injure them let's see what we can do they've put um Smackdown now has got two to be confirmed, has it not? They lost yes. Leah, potentially off the women's one as well. Um, Dominic got battered out of the team by Bobby Lashley last week. He's got uh, there's a reckoning with him and his father, but we'll save that for Survivor Series preview because I've got a happens tonight. Um, <laughs> I hope it does. Willbow was, Will was off sick for the bit. And I uh, had no appetite to do the bit, <laughs> so was just we didn't get to do the bit. Um, I like the the Survivor Series matches remain unfilled in now because they've done the write off of the, like at least one each of the SmackDown wrestlers, and they've not cry like this is not. Just think about what they do to flesh out the rest of that card tonight, and because it's Survivor Series, the answer to the question is, the tags and the secondary champions fight each other. That's it, isn't it? You tell you tell RKO. Out of absolutely nowhere. okay, bro, sorry. Out of absolutely nowhere. Oh, by the way, fighting the USOs. See you Sunday, dickheads. Like, what? Trash. What absolute trash. Damien Priest. Like, I know you try your hardest to give a toss. And I love that you try because I know that you don't. But I quite like it. uh... You you try a bit, and I think that's nice. But, like, because I think you can see somebody that is somehow surviving on that show. And I think there's a modicum of respect for how somebody jumps through the end. It's a crypto factor assault, of course, just being a WWE wrestler. And how Damien Priest continues to navigate obstacle after obstacle is legitimately quite impressive, if not narratively so. And now it's all about he's Damien, like, because they're doing an Only Fools and Horses joke from 30 years ago, and they're putting it on raw and making it current. He's, he's the darker side, Damien. He's fighting the guy in Nakamura who doesn't even care about the wrestling. He just likes to surf. Why? Because they've both got secondary titles. You can't. Better, you cannot. They could have. They don't. They've got 30 terrified fools in a, in a room, scared of Vincent Mann. But they can have the best writers. And there's nothing they can do to summon any interest at six days notice between Damien Priest and Shinsuke Nakamura. But it's happening. It's happening, and if it's not, the only reason it's not is because they're going to they are going to think that they can do one of those late title switches and people are going to care, like when AJ beat Jinder for the belt, or Brian beat AJ for the belt. That's the only way you get out of this meaningless mid-card match is by turn, making a feud out of it and making one of them lose a title.
2: Stupid. Even you telling me about the possibility of a meaningless mid-card, non-title match just points me in the direction of another complaint. Shouldn't Rick Boogs be the guitarist for a guy whose finishing move is named after Metallica? Yeah. is not Rick Boogs more likely to be around Damien Priest than Shinsuke?
3: Aye, but it's not about actual characteristics of human beings, is it? They're just told to go out there and act my talking, perhaps. (laughs) Like, they just go out there and they do their bit and leave.
2: Just... how did Booths and Nakamura come to be? I know how it comes to be, it's always like, it's damning when you think about it for more than a second you're boring and or we've normalised you
0: mm. uh,
2: what do we do to make you less boring wacky guitar man from uh, from Paul's thing that I'm going to kill <laughs> then there, there's your lot, so what have we got for bullet points, um, How will we... Kevin Owen, that will biggie respond to Kevin Owens. Will Roman Reigns show up? <laughs> Top star shoot fight backstage. Good, yeah, covered that. I need two more. Two more?
3: yeah Skip, can we, <laughs> should we, do should we tease a five star review? We'll just trail one instead.
2: I need two more bullet points, man.
3: Two more bullet points, right? Um, Jesus Christ! I, I was trying there. I didn't want to like leave any dead air, but I was just trying to think of a single insight and incident from last week's RAW. Oh, there must be something.
2: There must be. <laughs> that was seven days ago, brother. Like, there must be something, mustn't there? I remembered minute, subtle plot threads in the Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page match from over a year ago. That informed my enjoyment of that match, right? I'm talking about leg-clutching stuff that happened in August or September of last year. I can't remember a thing that happened on Raw last week other than there was that eight-man tag that went 23 minutes, the main event went 25 minutes, yeah. there was a women's match that went 16 or seven. Oh, God, Liv Morgan... Who isn't fighting Becky Lynch at Survivor Series is probably going to do something with Becky Lynch tonight.
3: Yeah, Liv Morgan. I was just thinking that. And, like, beloved by her fan base as well. So good for the copy. Liv Morgan.
2: How will she Mor- respond? How will <laughs> Becky Lynch respond to Liv Morgan?
3: How will Becky Lynch respond to Liv Morgan's response? How will Reggie respond to Drake Maverick, having lost and regained his 24-7 title? I forgot all about that. Uh.
2: So, like, Liv Morgan, uh, yeah,
3: she's got she's yeah, got I a lot lined up.
2: I need one more bullet point.
3: What about uh dissension in Team Raw because yeah. Rhea Ripley got offended with Zelina Vega's
2: Australian accent? I'd say, why not? I can't do accent. <laughs> 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 i trying to do it in Australia. I can't do it. Um. And what about me? Isn't it it's in
3: the background? A bit angry that she's been left out of the team.
2: She should just believe in herself then. <laughs> so decide oh, I've got the five bullet points. I every week this gets more and more. Like, how? How do I do? How do I continue to do this? I
3: fired up um dot just now, and what the wording was: How does Biggie respond? Like, <laughs> the raw result copy, says, from last week, Kevin Owens unleashes vicious attack on Biggie after count-out miscalculation. So, like, just already, this... Just How 10? This word soup has been spewed into the ether. Like, Biggie responds, I want to talk about last week's count-out mis- miscalculation.
2: But the, the, it's even stupid when you think about it. Those... Because if you miscalculate a count out, it means he probably thought did he did, did he think he had nine? Yeah. Or Did he That's think you had eleven? He Hence why he didn't get in the ring in time because he miscalculated.
3: Kevin Owens to gaslight referee about meaningless loss.
2: Count out miscalculation.
1: Yeah.
2: It's not, even even New Japan schools to twenty. It's it's not on, is it? My three-year-old daughter can count to twenty. <laughs> How you miscalculate a count out. Don't, oh, use yeah. Don't use any words. Shut the company down. That's
3: it's uh that's not It's not the not the first count that I've seen Kevin Owens miscalculate because I've seen one on my fitness pal trying to track his calories. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you if it's uh, Seth Rollins, do <laughs> If not Seth Rollins, if I'm trying to do a segue here and you've ruined it. <laughs> if Seth Francis laugh also makes you want to die, let us know at WhatCulture WWE. Whilst you're there, you can follow Michael Hamlet at Michael Hamlet. You can follow me at M Once again, you can follow us all at WhatCulture WWE. If you want to see if we can maintain similar levels of enthusiasm for the Raw review tomorrow, you can find that wherever you get your podcast from. So make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from. Until then, let's have to watch this.
0: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.